Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, January 24, 2022, and this is the first video since We the Italian News started in which the COVID is not the main topic. In fact, it will only be mentioned once. This video will be slightly longer than the others and will be entirely dedicated to the election of the President of the Republic, which begins today and presumably will go on for a few days, although, as we shall see, making predictions is very difficult. This will not be a video in which we will make gossip or names of presumed candidates. On the contrary, the only names I want to make at the beginning of the video are those of the previous Presidents of the Republic that here in Italy, unlike American presidents, are not learned at school. <clears throat> After the referendum on June 2, 1946, that established the Italian Republic, the Prime Minister Alcide de Gasperi became the provisional head of state. The first president of the Republic was Enrico de Nicola, elected on the first ballot on June 28, 1946, by the Constituent Assembly as provisional head of state. With the coming into force of the Constitution on January 1, 1948, he assumed the title and functions of President, resulting therefore the only one to have taken office by right. The first President elected in the manner provided by the Constitution was Luigi Einaudi in May 1948. Then Giovanni Gronchi was elected in 1955 and then Antonio Segni in 1962. Giuseppe Saragat in 1964, Giovanni Leone in 1971, Sandro Bertini in 1978, Giuseppe Cossiga in 1985, Oscar Luigi Scalfaro in 1992, Carlo Azeglio Ciampi in 1999, Giorgio Napolitano in 2006 and then in 2013, and finally Sergio Mattarella in 2015. The president elected with the widest margin was Sandro Bertini, who reached 82.3% of the votes. Giovanni Leone was instead the president elected with the lowest percentage of votes, 51.4%. <clears throat> His election was also the most difficult and longest of the Republican history, as it required 23 rounds, prolonging the parliamentary work for almost 25 days. The shortest elections were those of Francesco Cossiga and Carlo Zeglio Ciampi, both elected on the first ballot. Antonio Segni was the first president to resign early due to a stroke. Subsequently, Giovanni Leone and Francesco Cossiga resigned a few months before the end of their mandate due to disagreements with the parliament. Giorgio Napolitano was the first and so far only president to be elected for more than one term, making him the longest serving president uh, for nine years. The youngest president at the time of his election was Cossiga, elected at the age of 56. The oldest was Napolitano, Napolitano, elected for a second term at the age of 87. As you can see, there are no women among the Italian former presidents of the Republic, nor there are among the Italian prime ministers, at least until now. Any Italian citizen who has reached the age of 50 and enjoys civil and political rights and has not suffered any interdiction from public office in the previous five years may be elected President of the Republic. Italy is not a presidential republic, so the President is not elected directly by the people. The President is elected every seven years by the Grandi Elettori, great electors, a joint session of the entire parliament plus three regional delegates for every one of the 20 Italian regions but Valle d'Aosta which gets only one because it's very small. This time, 1,009 electors will cast their vote, 951 senators and MPs, along with 58 regional delegates. 
To be elected, any name needs a two-thirds majority of 673 in the first three rounds of voting today, tomorrow and Wednesday, after which a simple majority of 505 is sufficient starting Thursday. Ballots are secret. The voting will begin today at 3 p.m. Italian time. The aim is to conclude the election before February 3, when the mandate of the incumbent Sergio Mattarella expires. If more rounds prove necessary, he would stay on ad interim until the election is concluded. Once elected, the President of the Republic does not take office immediately. It is necessary to wait for the oath of office and the installation. If he or she will complete the seven-year term from 2022 to 2029, the President who will be elected in these days will see three different legislatures. The one of today, the one that will come out from the next elections that will be held next year at the latest, and the one that will come out from the elections still following, which at the latest will be in 2028. The Italian political history says that every president of the Republic has to manage during his mandate an average of at least three government crises with consequent change of head of government and ministers. There are 19 articles of the Constitution that mention the President of the Republic and regulate its many powers. He or she who sits at the Quirinale appoints the Prime Minister and the Ministers proposed by the Premier, the Life Senators, five Judges of the Constitutional Court, the Secretaries General of the Ministries, the Prefects and the high military ranks, even if in this last case it is only a matter of ratifying decisions born within the respective administrations. He or she convenes and dissolves the Parliament, promulgates laws or postpones them, commands the armed force, presides over the Superior Council of the Magistracy, the body that represents Italian judges, represents Italy and national unity, has the power to pardon, and in particularly delegate situations, sends messages to Parliament to bring it back into, into line. Of the 12 political messages officially sent by the President of the Republic to the Italian Parliament up to now, some were particularly incisive and dramatic. His role can be interpreted broadly or narrowly, depending on the personality of the individual and on the parties. The more insubstantial and weak these are, the more the President's powers tend to extend. Today the Italian parties are very weak. There have been Presidents of the Republic who have played a pilot role with the so-called governments of the President, holding up a legislature or postponing early elections, or by opposing the appointment of certain ministers. Especially since the 80s, with the crisis of the Italian parties, this has often happened, uh, sometimes adding to the role of the referee, that of the player, more or less forcibly. Voting will be carried out in rounds of 50 to avoid overcrowding the chamber. By law, people who test positive for COVID-19 should be in quarantine and thus unable to vote. But the Italian government exceptionally allowed these grid electors to travel to take part in the vote in their cars, in a drive-in organizing the parking of the parliament. There were 29 MPs and 6 to 8 senators in this condition as of mid-January, but there could be more today. The centre-right believes uh, it can count on 457 great voters, the centre-left uh, on 407. <coughs> then there are 49 from the centre, and then there is the Gruppo Misto, literally mixed group, where there are about 100 of voters of all kinds and backgrounds. There is a political figure that recurs in the elections of the presence of the Republic, that of the parliamentarians who are part of group that has promised to vote for someone, but then in the secret of the ballot box they do not, going against the directives of the group. 
These voters are called the Franchi Tiratori, and they are always there for ideological or other reasons, unpredictable. But this time everyone knows that there will be many, many more than the usual for several reasons. The first is that all but one of the parties are internally many, very, very divided. Almost all party leaders are criticized within the group, and almost all of them had a different party leader who selected them as candidates when they were elected in 2018, the date of the last elections. Also, this parliament has a lot of new parliamentarians at the first mandate who, in order to secure their pensions for the rest of their lives, need the parliament not to be dissolved now and the government to go on. So some of them, probably many of them, some say all of them, will vote will, with that in mind. Also because the next parliament will have a half the number of members, both in the Senate and the House, so many are sure not to be re-elected, considering also that compared to 2018, the power relations between the parties and the data coming from the political service are completely different than uh, in 2018. Another reason why this election is very uncertain and unpredictable is that, as previously said, there is a huge mixed group, that is the parliamentary group that unites MPs and senators who left the parties in which they were elected without landing in any of the other parliamentary groups born from the elections. These parliamentarians theoretically obey their electors, but having already shown once that they have decided to leave the group in which they were elected, they are very unpredictable and could vote according to their convenience. It opens therefore a market that is a complicated and unpredictable as the width of the mixed group. The biggest the mixed group is, the more unpredictable the election is. Today the number of these parliamentarians in, is three times larger than the average of all the previous other votes for the President of the Republic. Obviously, in addition to these factors of unpredictability, there is the pandemic. We are at uh, 140,000 deaths from COVID. The numbers of the curves of new positives and hospitalization and ICUs are still very high. The economy is recovering after a terrible collapse due to COVID and after years of very disappointing economic stagnation. It is a very, very delicate moment. And the imponderables do not end here. The European Recovery Plan that allocates more than 200 billion euros to Italy provides that by the end of this year, Italy must approve 102 reforms only this year, 122, and the majority that supports the current government is very heterogeneous and fights every day. There are very different parties that have been arguing for weeks about the name they would like as President of the Republic and are still arguing right now in this very moment, and this certainly does not have the government led by a personality from outside the parties, a man from the whole world whom the whole world admires and envies us, recognized as a world-class leader but compelled to spend every day time and patience to put together parties and leaders who disagree and fight on almost everything. It is also not easy to find a name that can replace a personality like the outgoing president, Sergio Mattarella. 80 years old, very charismatic but also very humble and simple, very much loved by all Italians. Many would like his re-election, which is something allowed by the Constitution, but happened only in 2013, when the previous head of state was re-elected after a dramatic stalemate with a promise to step down after two years, which happened. A further factor of chaos that should not be underestimated is that everyone agrees on the negative judgment on the electoral law in force today, a law as wrong as it is fundamental, because according to how it will modify it, it will favor small parties or big ones, those more accustomed to team up or those who prefer to avoid lying with others, those strong in only some areas of Italy, or those who have a presence everywhere. 
Electoral law also enters into the talks and negotiations on the President of the Republic. It is all a game of intersections, balances and present and future convenience. If Machiavelli were to see us today, even he would be very worried and unable to predict what will be, both for the number and importance of the interlocks that are occurring today and for the weaknesses of almost all of those who are playing this game. In the end, dear friends, I hope you didn't get a headache, but these are the essential things to say about the election on the next president of the Italian Republic. We Italians also did a little experiment asking Italian-Americans in our database to vote on 10 names, among which perhaps, as you may have guessed, it's all very unpredictable, it is the one who will be in the Quirinale for the next seven years. Almost 3,000 Italian-Americans answered. We thought that since you Americans of Italian origins almost directly elect your American president, it would be fun to ask you who would you vote you would vote if it were possible to directly elect the Italian one as well. The results of this poll are on our website and on our social networks. It is the first time ever that someone does something like this. I would like to conclude this video by thanking the president who is ending this term of office, Sergio Mattarella. In very difficult years, he has been a great president of a country and a people that is beautiful and fascinating, but also very, very, very complicated. It's all for now. It's all for today. Please stay safe and take care. We will be back with We The Italian News on Thursday talking about something else. Probably we'll mention something about the Quirinale, but we will go back talking about Covid and some other things uh, related to Italy. It's all for now. My name is Umberto Mucci. Ciao from Rome, where the next president of the Italian Republic will be elected starting today.